Hey, welcome to Miami Valley Church. My name is Pastor Jed, and I want to thank you for inviting us into the church that's meeting in your home today. I have great joy, and I hope that you do too, because we have the hope of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us not forget that on this day. Let us start off praising him for who he is. Listen to the word of God in Isaiah 55. It says, is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come, take your choice of wine or milk it is all free why spend your money on food that does not give you strength why pay for food that does you no good listen to me and you will eat what is good you will enjoy the finest food come to me with your ears wide open listen and you will find life i will make an everlasting covenant with you i will give you all the unfailing love i promised to david see how i used him to display my power among the peoples i made him a leader among the nations you will also command nations you do not know and peoples unknown to you will come running to obey because i the lord your god the holy one of israel has made you glorious seek the lord while you can find him call on him now while he is near let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong let them turn to the Lord, that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God, for he will forgive generously. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song and the trees of the field will clap their hands. Where once there were thorns, cypresses will grow. Where nettles grew, myrtles will sprout up. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. They will be an everlasting sign of his power and love. Let us praise our God right now. Uh, everlasting, mighty, holy, set apart, uh, like no other. You are God. We thank you so very much to just be in uh, your presence right now, God. This invitation uh, that you have given us, you have invited us into uh, this time right now, God, to, to get into your truth, to know you even greater, to see your heart, to see the way that you love, God. And so we just thank you uh, that you have uh, just not only joined us, God, but you have invited us. Father, you are incredible. We thank you uh, just for uh, who you are. God, you are creator. Uh, before anything, you were. You are everlasting. You are the very one who gives us breath on this day. And with that breath, let us praise you. Let us sing your praises for you and you alone are worthy. God, uh, I pray just as we read that we would open our ears to your truth. Uh, about who you are, about who we are, and what you want to do through us. God, we thank you that you tell us to come. We thank you that you made a way through Jesus Christ. Uh, what joy that should give us. Father, I am filled with joy right now that I get the privilege uh, to join with this family right now, God, uh, to, to be called to do uh, what you say and that's sending your word out god you have entrusted us with sharing that good news the gospel of jesus christ and it's only because of what he has done for us we thank you so very much for your son your one and only son that you gave as a sacrifice for our sins god we uh, are not worthy there's nothing that we could boast about or, or do God on our own, but it is only because of what Jesus has done for us and that brings us great joy on this day. And so Father, as we get into your word today, I pray Lord that we uh, would just have joy in the presence of each other uh, and in the presence of you. God, we thank you so very much. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. 
hey, the church, it's me in your home right now. I want to do this. We're going to be looking at Genesis 42 as we continue in our story through it all, as we look at the life of Joseph and his family. And so right now, with someone in the church that's meeting your home, read Genesis 42 out loud for everyone in the church that's meeting your home right now. And then we're going to engage with it together. So Genesis 42, would you read it together right now?
Hey, so as we just read Genesis 42 together, if I could sum up today's message in one sentence, here it is, and it shouldn't come as a shock to you. You've heard it before. Pastor Tim talked about it just a couple weeks ago, and it's simply this. Our attitude towards obstacles can turn them into opportunities. Our attitude towards obstacles can turn them into opportunities. Write that down somewhere today. Maybe you have a journal, a post-it note, scratch piece of paper. Uh, write that down right now, or maybe you wanna put it in the notes of your phone. Maybe you wanna go ahead and post it on social media. Don't let it die here today. Come back to it. Put it somewhere where you can see it throughout the week as we meditate on God's word. Uh, come back to that uh, summarization of this message. Our attitude towards obstacles can turn them into opportunities. And this is where I wanna focus at today. As we get into the text, I want you to think about uh, just what is going on here. Uh, as you have just read Genesis 42 together, we see that there is this, this worldwide uh, spread of lack of food. There is a great famine all throughout the world. And so remember Jacob, he is the father. Joseph, uh, the son, one of the sons, and he was sold into slavery by his other brothers. And now he is in Egypt. There's this worldwide uh, uh, famine, a lack of food all throughout the world. And guess where all the food is stored at? It's in Egypt. And guess who is in charge of all of it? Joseph. Joseph is over all the storehouses. And so this is the scene that we're going to be getting into uh, today. In the very first sentence we read, it says, when Jacob heard, when Jacob heard, Jacob hears of this news that's affecting the world. Genesis 41, 57, it says, and the people from all around came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph because the famine was severe throughout the world. It wasn't just local. It wasn't just in this community. It was throughout the world. There was a great famine and everyone from all over are coming to Egypt right where Joseph is, right where Joseph uh, is in, in charge. He's the manager of all of the food and it is a it just wild that God has has placed him here uh, to be the manager over all this. Our attitude towards obstacles can turn them into opportunities, and I want you to see this today. See, it didn't take long as we read. Uh, it says Jacob, when Jacob heard of this great news, when Jacob heard the news, and I wonder, is anyone out there uh, hearing news that's affecting the world? It doesn't take long for those big world problems to find their way right into their home, right into the home. And we see this in this story. We see that there is this worldwide famine that's, uh, that's all over. And we see that it doesn't take long to enter into the home of Jacob. He says, surely we're gonna die if we don't do something. And so this world news is now becoming a problem in their home. And I wonder for any of you listening right now, have you watched the news? Have you heard news? Have you, have you seen something lately that's affecting the world? It's not gonna take long before it's in your home, before it enters into your family. And I wanna ask you this, how's the communication in your home? Are you talking about worldwide issues or are you just pushing them off uh, to someone else or, or brushing them off to the side and saying that, hey, we're gonna come back to this later and just never addressing them in your family? How's the communication in your family? Are you going to God's word to see uh, what God says about it? Are you praying together as a family? Are you seeking the Lord's will and, and how you should respond? to these worldwide events, whatever they are. Uh, we have no shortage of worldwide events right now if you are alive anywhere <laughs> right now in this, in this world. There are so many things that are affecting the world and let me just remind you, it's not gonna take long before they enter your family, before your family uh, has an opinion, your family, your family is talking about them and I wonder, who are you listening to? Because everyone in your family will have an opinion. And so who are you listening to? Are you going to God's word? Are you praying together? Are you seeking the Lord's will and how you should respond as a family and how you should model Jesus? And so we see here that before long, this worldwide problem, it has entered into the family of Jacob and there is a problem. Our attitude towards obstacles can turn them into opportunities. Church family, we have a great opportunity right now 
to pour into our families and show them exactly what God's word says about, about multiple things. We get the opportunity right now to pray together as families, to communicate as families, to seek the Lord as families, and to model Jesus as a family. Friends, when we're uh, doing those things, we are quickly reminded of the mission that we have been called to do. And from that house, from the family, we get to go out and be on mission, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ to a world who has no hope, sharing the the mission, the good news of Jesus Christ to a world who uh, is, is, is looking so hard for something that they just can't find in the world. And so maybe it's a time where we just have to repent. We just have to repent as, as parents in our home that we have uh, neglected teaching and communicating and going into God's word as a family. We've, we've put it off on uh, pastors or teachers or, or Sunday school teachers or uh, coaches or, or people who we think, uh, you know, they can do it. They're more qualified instead of teaching it in our home. And maybe that's one of the things that we need to repent of. God, uh, you have told us from your word in Deuteronomy uh, 11, 18 through 19, it says, so commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road and when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Commit yourselves wholeheartedly to the words of mine. Teach them in your homes. Don't put them off on someone else. Teach them to your family. And so maybe that's one of the things we need to repent of. Maybe we have been the problem, thinking that someone else will pick up the ball and and do that and they will pour into your kids. But, But as parents, as leaders of our home, we have the responsibility to teach our kids about real world issues that are going on all around us. We get the opportunity to communicate that in our home, to go to God's word, to see exactly what he has already spoken and to pray together and how we are to model Jesus in a very, very dark world right now. And so Genesis 42 and verse one, Jacob says, why are you standing around looking at one another? The brothers have to hear uh, that, that name Egypt. They have, to, they have to listen to the name Egypt and immediately think about their brother Joseph and re- immediately think about what they have done. They sold him into slavery. In fact, they, at first they wanted to kill him. They, they threw him into a pit and then here uh, come Uh, this caravan and they say let's just sell him as a slave let's not kill him let's sell him into slavery and they think that they will never see him again how could they do this verse 3 so Joseph's 10 older brothers went down to Egypt to buy grain but Jacob wouldn't let Joseph's younger brother Benjamin go with them for fear some harm might come to him and as we've been going through this story uh, looking at this family. We see over and over and over and over again uh, these trust issues because of, of lies and deception and division and death and destruction and everything that comes with sin. We, we saw the fall of man. We saw that everything that, that, that follows sin, right? Lies, deception, uh, destruction, death, all of that comes with that. And we have seen how this family has dealt with deception. We have seen how how Jacob has manipulated his way through this family. And we see how he now has trust issues. He can't even trust his own sons because uh, they didn't come back with with Joseph. We, We see the trust issues he has. And I don't believe that it just stops right here with his family. I believe that that Jacob has real trust issues with everybody, including God. And I wonder how many of you listening right now are in that same boat. How many of you are are wrestling with that same situation? I can't trust God because of what someone has done in my life. I can never trust anyone else because of what that spouse has done to me. They lied to me. They did the unthinkable. I can never trust God because of of how my father treated us as children. He left us, he abandoned us as a family, never asking us if we needed anything, never checking in on us. We never saw him again. And so how could I ever trust anyone, let alone trust a God? 
How could I ever trust a God because of a family member that I've trusted over and over and over and over again? They said they were going to be, they said that they were going to get clean this time. They promised me that they would never pick up that drug again. And I trusted them and they let me down. All of these things, all of these relationships that I can physically see and that, that physically hurt me. How could I ever trust something like that, especially trusting a God who I cannot see? And I wonder how many of you are in that boat today, never fully surrendering to God as Lord, as master, uh, never fully engaging, never fully putting your trust in him because of what someone else has done in their life and done towards you. But let me remind you of what uh, the message is today. Our attitude towards obstacles can turn them into opportunities. Our attitude towards obstacles can turn them into real opportunities. And so the brothers go to Egypt and they have this crazy interaction uh, with their brother Joseph, right? Their dad has heard about this worldwide famine, this lack of food. And so he sends them to Egypt, the very place where their, their brother Joseph is. Uh, he is in charge of all the food. And so they get to Egypt and they have this crazy interaction. They don't know that this is their brother. They meet this, this guy who is in charge of everything. And Joseph sees them and he, he sees his brothers and he knows who they are right away. And there is this moment uh, where, where we want Joseph to get his revenge, right? He has, been, he has been thrown in this pit by his brothers. They hated him. Uh, they wanted to kill him. And instead of killing him, they sell him into slavery. And now the table has, has been turned, the, the script has been flipped, and now Joseph is in charge. And we want this great revenge. We uh, literally uh, get to see this picture where everything is turned around. But something crazy happens here. They're at Joseph's mercy and something uh, changes. In verse 18, it says, On the third day, Joseph said to them, I am a God-fearing man. If you do as I say, you will live. And it's a picture of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and how he calls us to repent. Friends, I want you to see that there are so many third day stories all throughout scripture and each one of them say the same message and it's simply this. God brings about new life to his people. God brings about new life to his people on these third day stories. We were dead because of the sin that we have, just as we talked about, uh, as we looked earlier in the story of Genesis, we, we saw how sin entered the picture and that sin has, has brought so many things, uh, lies, deception, uh, death, destruction, and everything that sin brings. And here we are. Because of our sin, it, it eternally separates us from God. But on the third day, after Jesus came to this earth, he put on flesh and blood and he moved into the neighborhood. He lived a life of perfection. He was obedient all the way to the cross nailing our sins, my sins, my wickedness uh, to that cross, dying a death for my sins and for your sins. He was placed in a tomb, but on that third day, God brought about new life. Jesus was raised from the dead. He holds the keys over death. And friends, we get to have life. We get to spend an eternity with God, our Father, our Creator, because of what Jesus has done through the sacrifice of God's one and only Son. Friends, we should have joy right now. We talked about this on Tuesday night as we've been going through Until Unity about just how we should be overcome with joy over that simple truth right there, that good news, that gospel that we get to go out and share with a world who is dying. We get to share with a world who has no hope. Friends, we should just be overcome with joy to have that privilege to do that in this life, to be on mission. And I wonder if we have just lost uh, our mission, if, we, if we've just uh, forgotten what we have been called to do. 
we've lost the focus. Jesus says in John 4:35, you know the saying, four months between planting and harvest, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. Jesus says, what joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike. You know the saying, one plants and another harvest, and it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work, and now you will get to gather the harvest. Look at the picture of unity. What would it look like if we were pouring uh, God's truth into uh, the lives in our home? What would it look like if we were truly uh, modeling what that Deuteronomy passage was talking about, where we are uh, being intentional about, about uh, spending time in God's word and praying together as a family and going out on mission from there. If we were to be laser focused on the mission that God has given us and we were to have joy about that mission that God has given us and from that home, from the place of family, we went out all over our neighborhood, all over our community, whether that's in our schools or our workplace or wherever it may be. And we went out into uh, that, that place doing that mission. We were on mission alongside other family members of the greater body of Christ at work and school, all sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, pouring into each other, watering those seeds as we go along, walking alongside each other and going, uh, getting deeper into relationships with one another, serving from the common places to the fringes with the spirit leading, all of this being done alongside one another in love and unity. How different would our world look? Friends, that's the picture of unity. And here's the good news. If that sounds good to you, Here's the good news. Jesus wants this more than we do. He has planted this desire in our hearts. He, uh, it was the very prayer that he prayed right before he went to the cross, that we would be unified, that we would have this unity so that the world would know the Father sent him, so that people would believe in him, and so that eternities would be changed knowing that he is exactly who he says he is and he did exactly what he did by dying a death on a cross for our sins going to a grave and raising from the tomb friends i love third day stories and it reminds us that god brings new life to his people he has made a way our attitude towards obstacles can turn them into opportunities. Our attitude towards obstacles can turn them into opportunities. There's, is there someone in your life right now that you have an opportunity to model Jesus to, even when it doesn't make sense? At Miami Valley Church, we believe that God has placed us here, right here in this valley for a specific purpose, that he has, has set us on mission as a family to pour into each other, to, to water those seeds, to plant those seeds, to water those seeds, uh, to come alongside each other, to serve, uh, right? And to, to model Jesus wherever we may be, but he has planted us right here in this valley. And I want you to see the obstacles that just in the last five years we have faced uh, as residents right here in this valley. Check this out. And as we think about obstacles that come against us, friends, these obstacles can be paralyzing. But we have a choice to let it paralyze us or to let it be an opportunity. Listen to, listen to what has happened right here in our valley in just the last five years. In 2017, Montgomery County experienced over 365 overdose deaths in the first five months of that year. In all of 2016, the county had 371 deaths from overdose. Friends, in 2017, there was a great opioid epidemic. There was a great uh, problem with drugs right here in our valley. Over 365 deaths in the first five months of 2017. Fast forward, May 26, 2019, we had some unwanted visitors come in uh, to our city to protest, to, 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 to share this disgusting um, act of humanity, this horrendous act created um, by man that just further uh, divided and, and cut deeper into wounds right here in the middle of our city. They protested on Courthouse Square and just um, divided uh, what was already 
just separated and it just cut even deeper. Fast forward to the very next day, May 27, 2019, an EF tor EF4 tornado with 170 mile per hour winds rips right through our city, right through this valley. Uh, half a mile wide, stretching 20 miles long, wreaking havoc and leaving families devastated, ripped apart, homes destroyed, and just seeing complete destruction over our Miami Valley. And then on August 4th, 2019, I'll never forget this. I woke up, it was before uh, a Sunday service here at Miami Valley Church. And I turned on the TV to see our local news. Something had happened that morning. Something had happened. At 1.32 a.m., a young man took the lives of nine people and injured 17 right in the heart of our city, right in the downtown, the Oregon district. A mass shooting had occurred. And friends, we see obstacle after obstacle right here in our valley. March 2020, COVID-19 uh, not only affects our valley right here, but worldwide, we, we see this worldwide uh, pandemic. And it wasn't long before this worldwide pandemic snuck into the homes of each one of us. It, it snuck into the family room of each of our homes and it has affected us. We are still seeing the effects of it today, whether it's uh, division over mandates, division over masks, division over vaccines, we are seeing the devastation. And so we see obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. My friends, our attitude towards obstacles can turn them into opportunities. It can turn them in, into opportunities to trust the Lord and to do good, what he has called us to do throughout this decade. Friends, it would be easy to just be paralyzed, to just say, I wanna give up. I mean, look at everything that has happened right here in, in this valley alone in the last five years and to just say, it's too much. I give up, I quit. Uh, there's no way that we can move forward. But friends, we have an opportunity right now to trust the Lord and do good right where he has placed us. We get the opportunity, the privilege, as we talked about, to go out and share the good news of Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. Friends, do you see uh, how in the story uh, that we've been going through, in the story of Joseph, that God prepared him well in advance that he gave the vision to Joseph, exactly what he was going to do. And he was with Joseph all the way through. Over and over again, it says that the Lord was with Joseph. And right here, God has placed Joseph exactly where he needs to be when this, when this worldwide famine happens. Friends, God has placed us right here in this valley for such a time as this. And now, we get the opportunity, we get the privilege to be on mission as a family to go out and share the good news of Jesus Christ. Our attitude towards obstacles can turn them opportunities and we have an opportunity right now to trust the Lord and do good. Let us pray together. Father God, thank you so very much, Lord, for opening our eyes this morning to what you want us to see. Father, thank you so very much that you have called us into this moment, that you have called us to be on mission for you. God, I pray that we would be so laser focused as a family, individual families, uh, God, but as a greater family, as we come together in unity as your body, God, as you desire to just be so laser focused on the mission at hand, God, uh, to see the realness of people dying all around us each and every day, going to hell, spending an eternity uh, apart from you. God, I pray that that would just do something in us, God, that it would make us tremble, God, that it would just terrify us, that people all around us are dying, spending an eternity away from you, God, that it would just be the thing that is on our mind every day, no matter if we are young and in school or whether we're uh, parenting and, and we're going into a workplace or wherever we may be, God, that we would just come alongside each other, brothers and sisters of different churches, uh, denominations, that walls would just be broken down, God, that we would just serve and love alongside each other. God, planting those seeds, watering them, going deeper into relationships with each other, 
and just sharing that good news of Jesus Christ, sowing seeds and reaping the harvest. Father, just as your word says, I pray that we would wake up and look all around us at what you are doing. God, that you have planted us here, that you are with us and that you are doing things that we can't even comprehend. God, your ways are way higher than our ways. Your thoughts are way higher than our thoughts. God, we trust you and we want to do good right now with this opportunity that you are giving us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.